Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm splendid. How are you? Uh, if splendid was was iced tea, I would be milk in the middle. I know exactly what you mean. Exactly. Know exactly. What exactly. You mean. So, <laughs> um, we've got. Uh, Got got a good good amount of stuff to do. Baseball's been kicking off. Well, some teams have been playing some baseball. Some teams may never play baseball again for the rest of the year. Uh, we've got uh, some stuff going on in Major League Baseball. The NBA season starts tomorrow. So, obviously, that's your favorite time of the year, the playoffs or the playing games for the playoffs begin tomorrow. So, Adam, tell me. What are your thoughts? My thoughts oh. on uh, – Well, I don't know what I'm doing here. I in, just, in general? I'm still looking at pictures of Mike Tyson <laughs> on my phone. So my head is not in the right zone. Here's the thing. Before we get into these thoughts, I, what I what meant to say was we should get the sponsors out of the way first. Oh, oh. I Sorry. apologize. I apologize. <laughs> By my obvious leading. The, uh, the, <laughs> no, here, here's the thing. Before I even get into that, totally my fault on this whole start because I was way late getting on and, uh, I showed up, I showed up late. So we're trying to scramble and put this thing together and not be up until one o'clock in the morning. So, uh, Which totally we will be anyway. it is, no, it is not. It's, it's all good. We're good to go, man. Let's, let's get started. Let's, let's refresh and go from here. Go ahead. All right. So uh, the Nosebleed Sports Podcast is brought to you, as always, by training personally with Peggy Edwards. Uh, training personally is uh, a gym that you would look up on Google to find the... Uh, Listen, here's what training personally is. I'll tell you. We don't need to look it up. I'll tell you. It's, it's Peggy Edwards. She's got a gym. It's super clean she's got people working out in individual stations she takes care of your body she takes care of your mind she makes sure that you're physically fit and if you go to the gym you can get a month for free by mentioning the nosebleed sports podcast got anything to add to that that's very good that's that's uh that's a little bit quicker than my usual two minute thing that i drag out every week uh, <laughs> i just needed a, i just needed an extra minute to pull up the uh the thing that I usually read, but I'll tell you what, this podcast is pretty phenomenally between me, not even just talking gibberish and <laughs> we're not prepared. So let's try to refresh again. What do you say? No, look, look, here's the thing. You already said everything there is to know about it. Training personally with Peggy Edwards, Google it, go to the website, trainingpersonally.com. All the information you need for it is there. We don't even have to tell you about it. All the information is there. Uh, you can find her on Facebook at Training Personally. Email Peggy Edwards, owner, operator, trainer, all the certifications. She's she's as professional as, as it gets. Uh, email her at Peggy at trainingpersonally.com, P-E-G-G-Y. Um, you can text her, call her. She is so available. She makes herself so available. And that's what you're getting from this gym is the most personalized um, workout you will ever get she will 
She gives you one-on-one -on -one attention no matter how many people are in that gym when you go there. She will give you one-on-one -on -one attention. She will get to know you, who you are as a person. Uh, she, will, she will get to know your, your uh, strengths and weaknesses uh, as far as your body goes, if you your medical history. She, look, she looks into everything so that she can give you the best possible service and the safest workout and the best workout for you individually because everybody needs different things uh, to get in shape. So, so she's going to figure that out. She's going to talk to you. She's going to figure it out. Give her a call. All right, just do that. 513-328-0296. Peggy Edwards, training personally. Chris, who do you have? Also brought to you by Green Solace. Green Solace is a massage therapy. Uh, it, it, that's what it is. It's massage therapy. Uh, Elizabeth Green is an experienced professional massage therapist. She provides you with a massage tailored to your needs. Whether it's just to relax and unwind or you need a focus massage on your problem areas. Me, my lower back. My lower back, I've got a twinge in my lower back forever. Doctor said, better off getting a massage than you are going to a chiropractor. Oh. There you go. Boom. Some people got some feet that hurt. You know what? I got a lot of LBs sitting on my feet, a whole <laughs> lot of them, every day as I walk around. My feet need it. So I got two problem areas, two focus spots. Anyway, you can go to greensolace.com. She'll take care of you. She'll, do, uh, she'll come to your house or you can come to her studio. Everything is clean. She has a mask the whole time. It's in the reviews. It's in her stuff, her little on the website. You can feel safe about all of that thing. Uh, someone will be touching you. That's how a massage works. But she'll wash her hands first, I promise. There you go. She, she, all of our, we don't, we don't have any sponsors on this podcast that are not, that don't do all the necessary protocols and are not safe and clean. If, if they weren't, we wouldn't talk about them. So That's right. our people, our people do it right. That's right. Absolutely. Now on to the fun stuff because we're a sports podcast. So let's talk about sports. I have no interesting fun stories to start the podcast out with today. So Let's get into uh, let's let's start with somewhat non-sports, somewhat sports-related. Uh, obviously, it's sports-related because the Houston Astros are still getting hit by pitches. The Houston Astros have everyone in Major League Baseball. You think that they would have been the winners in this whole Corona deal? Like, you know, spring training came; they were getting hit constantly in spring training. And then those games stopped. Everything canceled out. It was all done. And you thought maybe they'd be the winner. Maybe everybody would forget about it. Absolutely not. No one man that definitely didn't. Mr. Joe Kelly. There's also a few other guys that have been hitting them here recently too. But Mr. Joe Kelly definitely had his own thoughts about the matter. The most recent one, yeah. Uh, just happened last night from the time that we're doing this podcast. Um, he uh, so he he apparently threw. I don't know if he threw at Alex Bregman or if he hit him or just barely missed him. I couldn't. Uh, if you listen to him, he missed him. He missed him. It, it went over his head, but it, it was a breaking ball. And if you ask, uh, they asked him after the game, and I, I kind of believe him. He, they said, "What about that? What about that three um, zero pitch to Bregman?" And he said, "It was a ball. It was definitely a ball. It was probably not my best pitch of the night." So it was over his head? Uh, he had to duck, but it, it was okay. a breaking ball that came back down. Was it the same one that 
was it the same kind of breaking ball? Because it was a breaking ball that he threw at Carlos Correa as well. Was exactly the same. same. Pitch? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly okay. the same. Uh, yeah, obviously that, that breaking ball wasn't working for him that day. Uh, the fastball was much better. And, yeah. yep, a couple pitches got away from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got away about about four or five feet away from the plate. Uh, I don't know if it's that far. Rare for Joe Joe Kelly. It was like two two or three then. I, Chris, I don't. We we could we we might just argue about this specifically before we even get into the real thing. But those were flat out at those guys, were they not? Um, I mean, we can joke about it and oh yeah, it's a ball and all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. Guys, well, right? he has to say that or else he'll get suspended, right. which he did anyway. Right. But yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they, he was throwing at him. Yes, I'm not going to argue with you about that. He was okay. thrown out there. Okay. My language. Had, I have not not even drinking. I don't even have a cocktail tonight. <laughs> well, we've had we've had lots of uh, spirited debates about about all this throwing at people stuff. Very many, very um, many. But but so we can we can at least agree on that. That's good. So he got suspended. Again. Let, let's go back. So he throws it throws it Bregman throws it Carlos Correa as well. Um, and then later struck Correa out. So he missed Correa because Correa ducked. He would not have missed him if he didn't duck. Um, That's how he missed Bregman, too. He didn't hit Bregman either. But if Bregman didn't get out of the way, it would have hit him, right? Is that? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the ball that he that, – that, that, there's a lot of balls in a baseball game that if you don't move are going to hit you. Well, but they were like – I mean, they were like centered, though. I mean, you, we're not talking about an inside a Breaking pitch. ball that's moving. Yeah. I guess not, they were centered. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, it's not a that's, – that's the thing that guys are doing now, I think, is because it used to be you just threw, you just threw a fastball. If you're going to hit a guy, you're throwing a fastball right at it. You know, you try to be – if you're going to be respectful about it or whatever, you're hitting yeah. the meat of the leg or whatever or somewhere or the butt or something like that where he can take it and he can go to first base. Now – now, guys, because for a while it was, well, wait a minute, that was a breaking ball. That just might not have broken or whatever. That might have just slipped out of the side of his hand or whatever. Happens all the time. Here's the thing, though. It doesn't happen like that. It happens, and, and you guys get hit on the hands over the plate or whatever or on a toe or something. If Bregman would have never moved, it would have hit him on the hands. Okay. So did that break back in and it would have hit him on the hands? Did it start Broke down? It started okay. out his head and broke down in towards his hands, but he ducked all the way down underneath it. Okay. Cause the, so I didn't see that one. So, so I'm just going by, by what you tell me on that one. But the Correa one I saw, that if it was a breaking ball, fine. But that, didn't, that was not going to hit his hands. It wasn't going to break back in toward the strike zone. That thing was right at the guy. <laughs> and it was a 12-6 to curveball or whatever kind of breaking ball it was. It wasn't breaking back in. That thing was just breaking – Right to him, right to well, his body, right to his head, actually, which is a problem. I'll tell you, I will tell you this. When you are throwing a breaking ball, you have more control of your breaking ball if you are throwing it straight out in front of you. If you try to throw a breaking ball up in the air a little bit, you do not have as much control over that. So I'm not going to sit here and say Joe Kelly 100% had pin point accuracy on what he was doing with that i do think he was thrown at him i do think he wanted to send a message he didn't hit him didn't hit either of them he threw a breaking ball that they had plenty of time to get out of the way they did get out of the way 
as far as I'm concerned, throwing inside at people and, and you know, making them uncomfortable at the plate is not, is not something that should be gain a suspension to me. And you think that's what he did there? He didn't hit them. Because they dove out of the way. Well, they better dive out of the way. That's, I, people throw inside on your hands all the time. You get out of the way. You don't get hit. They move out of the way. You see the little duck back. You throw it at your that's, hip. It's inside at the hip, and they pull their hips back. And that's what they don't I was get hit. They're getting out of the way. You are you. It, sometimes your sometimes your intent of how you want to own. Sometimes it's sometimes it's done to to uh, try to push somebody off the plate. And sometimes it's done to say, hey, don't cheat and win a World Series, especially against us. Remember, this is the Dodgers team that was playing them in the World Series. Right. That, that Joe Kelly was not on, by the way. Doesn't matter. That's your teammates, man. I could be – and you can be just as upset because Joe Kelly could have played. You don't know if Joe Kelly played Houston in Houston that year. You'd probably look it I, up. I, I think he played for the Red Sox, and didn't they play each other in the world? I think they played each other in the uh, playoffs. There you go. Then he was in the AL, so he's got he's got some beef too. Okay, so so we're we're all that's what I was that's what I was getting at to start with. We're already going to disagree because we disagree about wh- how, what the pitch even was. So and what the intent was, what he was doing you, with it. His intent was to scare the hell out of him. If he wanted to hit him, he would have hit him. If you would have hit, if you wanted to hit him, he could have thrown a fastball and made it get there, and, and not not given them as much time, giving them like a second less or a split. You put second it on the backside. You just can't get out of the way of that. There's no way the way that your body, the way the the weight of your body and everything, you put it on somebody's backside. It's way harder to get out of the way. If you throw a big twelve to six curveball that goes over somebody's head. They've got more than enough time to get out of the way of that thing. Definitely more time than a fastball, but it's still coming in. It's still you have to, you have to react. And to yeah, me, that's their job is to react. These are professionals. Now it's not he's not throwing at me or you here. He's throwing at professionals. They're professionals as well, just like he is. They can professionally get out of the way, just like he can professionally throw it at them. And, and what what wasn't professional is. For me, throwing at them to begin with for something that happened two or three years ago, two and three years ago, uh, but not last year. And might have happened two or three years ago, but it just got brought to light this year. Right, right. There's a big difference. Um, I mean, just because, like, somebody could – This I was just about to go way, way, way overboard on this. I was about to say, somebody could kill my wife 10 years ago, and I not know it until tomorrow. Yeah, I'm still going to be mad at him. Yeah, what? obviously, that was way overboard. So, I yeah. just kept that to myself. Somebody could hit – somebody could what? Somebody could, could uh, tell my boss that I did something that I actually didn't do, and it gets me fired, and they get my job and get a bonus I was supposed to get and make m- – tons of money and steal somebody steal a a client and become whatever and find out who that person is could be two or three years later i'm still not gonna like that dude and i mean it is what it is they they they're in a different situation where they they play a game where they throw a ball at each other so i don't have i don't throw hands for my job so i'm not throwing hands you know what i mean 
My only thing I could do is try to undercut them at, from my next job, which might be a little shady task to do, but nothing wrong with it. But that's how you would approach it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't attack them. You wouldn't throw a weapon at them. You wouldn't. That's uh, not what my job is. My job, physically, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Neither is theirs. Uh, their job is to throw a ball across the plate and yes. throw and, and, and at times throw a ball not across the plate so that they can have a better advantage when they throw their next one across the plate or one away or somewhere else. And, and like I said, if that happens to me in my job, I'm not throwing anything for a job. So if I want to get shady with it, I got to undermine and do some under digging and, and, you know, try to backstab somebody. They instead, they throw a curveball over somebody's head and say, you're lucky. I could have hit you, but I didn't. And you're so a piece he, of crap. So he strikes Carlos Correa out. He uh, says, he says. Oh, well, I'm not saying that any of those guys are pieces of crap. I'm just saying. I mean, the team starts doing something, man. Sometimes it just happens. Everybody starts going along with it. You don't realize how bad it was until all of a sudden it all goes to hell and back. <clears throat> all right. So, so to to not get into a three-hour discussion just about the intent, <laughs> we are going to. So, so here's the thing. So Joe Kelly, he throws at Bregman, he throws at Correa. I'm just gonna say he throws at him. If you don't, I'm fine with that. Him, totally matter. fine with that. He didn't hit him. He threw at him, but he didn't okay. hit him. Okay. So, which to me doesn't matter. Um, but it's a big difference. So strikes Correa out, right? Nice pitch, gets him to swing, looks bad, makes him look bad. Um, so he says, he's walking off the mound, and he looks at him and says, nice swing, female dog. And, uh, and then Correa looks at him, and I don't know if he says something or just looks at him like he's, you know, like, you know, blank. <laughs> you call that. It's the face you would give somebody. Yeah, so, so, then Joe, so then Joe Kelly – Give, gives this the pouty face the pouty fit yeah that like he's whining about it bottom lip Kyle's out whining the about bottom it. lip stuck out oh poor baby boy yeah. so <laughs> something that something that your small children might do uh, yes but a grown-up that so a grown-up that so I, th this just reminds me of the kind of person that i've seen from time to time that is just one of those awful people, just a bully, and then does something to somebody and then makes fun of them for being unhappy about it. Like, I feel like I've seen that before, maybe not since school, and maybe, or maybe I've seen it a couple of times in my adult life from people, but to me, like, for, for this to be a thing, like, okay, we, people have been talking about it for a long time, making their feelings, you know, everybody hates the Astros and they cheated and that stinks. And, and you cheated me out of a world possible world series. And that's all, that's all terrible. And it, they disgraced the game and everything. And they did an investigation on it and major league baseball decided not to suspend or punish any of the players. They, they, they gave some punishment to the organization, uh, to the general manager, to the manager. Those guys are gone anyway. Those guys are fired. Um, they took a couple of picks away. They fined the, the club $5 million, which is nothing, but, and, but they didn't suspend any players. So, but they've 
know that players were involved in cheating. So now my problem with it is how many people are going to throw at them? How many times do you need to throw at them to get the point across? We're all unhappy about this. I'm good with uh, each player who feels like uh, they were in a position to uh, either win more games or they feel the Astros beat them maybe unjustly, which a lot of people, even if it's one game, that's one game against your record. That's one game going into a contract year that could have made or break made, made or, or broke your, how much money you would have made the next year. There's a lot, a lot of little things like that that every little person can talk about for the last five years of what was going on. And they could all find their own reason. So if Major League Baseball is going to allow players to be involved in a scandal to steal a World Series and not, not give anyone a single game suspension, and I throw a pitch over your head but don't hit you and I get eight game suspension, I think that seems a little unfair to me. But Major League Baseball, I'll take my eight games and I'll do it again. So if those guys don't get out of the way of those pitches and they get hit in the head or anywhere, say, say, yeah, you got a helmet and it's only 60 miles an hour. It ain't going to hurt. It's not 60 miles an hour. And it's, or you get hit in the knee and you're out the rest of the like year. Seven, you you break a bone or something like that. Is that, is that proper him. retribution? He didn't, for what? he didn't hit him. He didn't not, throw at a place on their body that made it impossible to – not impossible, but very difficult to get out of the way. He could have – if he wanted to hit somebody, he could hit him. He gave them – I feel like it was pretty nice of him to throw a pitch like that at him to where give them an opportunity to get out of the way so they don't get hurt. I feel like it was – I feel like Joe Kelly was being just a little bit nice. Wow. Now, before <laughs> – obviously, before the shenanigans after the strikeout because that's dumb. That's stupid. I'm I'm not a fan of somebody going oh and sticking their bottom lip out like you're Very like dumb. being a baby. That that was dumb. But again, in the heat of the moment, I'm, I'll be the first one to tell you I've done and said some really stupid things in the heat of the moment uh, in life or in sports and a lot of things. So I feel like maybe I shouldn't be the first one to judge Joe Kelly on that. Uh, just like I said, when it comes to the Astros, hey. I think what they did was wrong, but when the whole team starts doing something, man, sometimes you make a bad decision and it turns out to be really bad and it gets way blown out of, not blown out of proportion, but it, it blows up way bigger than it was originally intended. And then you're stuck in it. And there's probably a lot of, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily hate those players, but I do, I do feel like they all should have been suspended. And I do feel like if I lost money or I feel like I lost money in my work because of it, and my job is to throw a baseball towards you, and I throw it towards you, and you get out of the way, and I don't hit you. I, that's just my way of sending you a message. So Joe Kelly got eight, an eight-game suspension, which, which would sound like a pretty big deal in a 162-game season, but this is a 60-game season, way bigger deal. Eight games is a long time in a 60-game season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm guessing because of how you, what you, how you assess the situation that happened, you feel like that. Do you feel like that's too long? Eight games. I feel like he shouldn't have got suspended. He never hit anybody. Okay, so intent doesn't matter. Um, hmm. I think uh, the degree of intent. He threw a slow breaking curveball. Slow 
in the terms of a baseball pitch, and these are professionals, professional baseball players. He didn't throw it at me or you. He threw it at another 20-something-year-old professional baseball player uh, and did not hit him. Then I don't feel like that intent is anywhere near the intent of throwing a 100-mile-an-hour fastball at somebody's back or head where they almost have no, no time to get out of the way. I feel like the intent factor drops down incredibly in that case. You could still say he had intent. I mean, you give him a game or two if you want to give him a game or two. I think I'd, I guess I'd be okay with that for in, intent, but he never hit him. So I'm good with him getting nothing. Two games okay. max. Okay. Because um, he's a reliever. So. Right. So he's available most days to pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Okay, so I, I had a question as you were saying that, and now I, I just escaped me again. Um, okay, so eight games is too many. Oh, so the thing is, is, is from what I understand, eight was a little bit more than most other players would have gotten because Joe Kelly has a history of throwing at people. So I think – so from what I understand, that played into – there's a report – there are reports that, that have said that that, that played into um, the eight-game suspension because he has – gotten in trouble for throwing at people before so that's that was part of it Mm. Um, so anyway uh that's that's not gonna be the last time and that's the thing is doesn't for me it doesn't matter whether whether you hit them or not it's it's throwing at them and it's throwing at they at least somebody throws inside on a guy and the ball gets in the he they intended to throw inside on somebody's hands, they literally aim for their hands and throw inside at them. That is intent to throw at somebody. You say every time people start throwing inside now, that intent should get them eight-game suspension? No, absolutely not. That th- this was not that though. To me, this was not anywhere close to that. It was at. It was directly at them. It wasn't a pitch toward the plate. It wasn't a pitch toward the catcher. It, no, it was a pitch at them, and it was a pitch. A pitch at somebody's hands is not a pitch at the catcher or at the plate. It's a pitch at somebody at an angle coming at their hands. It's it's, but it's it's a lot closer to the plate, and it's and you you can throw inside. Especially, did you see how close Anthony Rizzo was standing on home plate tonight in the Reds game? He's he like was almost. He was almost standing on the. He was almost touching the plate with his toes. Yeah, apparently Sonny Gray said something to him after the first inning when they faced each other, and then the next time he came up and he was on top of the plate, and Sonny Gray threw, uh, pitched, pitched like he normally would, and and there were a couple pitches that were a little inside, but they were on the inside part of the plate, and it wasn't. They were yeah, well, they were good pitches. I'm talking about a guy standing on the plate now. I'm talking about just anybody standing at the a normal person standing there. If you right. stand, if you throw in at their hands, that's not at the plate. That's not at the catcher. That's in at somebody. You're throwing in at their hands to brush them back, so you can have a more effective breaking ball on the outside corner. You're me, intending to throw the ball at them. If they don't get out of the way, they're going to get hit. Let me let me put it this way. You, the pitch you're talking about is caught by the catcher a lot of times. It's, it's catchable. The pitch at those guys, that's not catchable. The, those I pitches are catcher catch both of them? No. I, I didn't see Bregman's, but he didn't come anywhere close to catching the one that, that almost hit Correa. Because it, 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 it went right over his head. Like, if, if Carlos Correa didn't move, I'm almost positive it would have hit him in the head. That's, that's another big problem that I have with it. 
you can throw a breaking ball, you can throw a fastball, no matter what so, you throw, if you're throwing at somebody or you're throwing inside, you know you're throwing inside just to get them off the plate a little bit, you can't throw it that you know, Chris, that's that's I don't like throwing at somebody's head. I, you throw a fastball at somebody's head, that's terrible. That is, I think that's dirty. I think that's bush league. You throw and a breaking ball, ball too. a little different. I think breaking balls are different because you see the ball coming out. The ball's coming way slower. You have so much more time. And when I say so much more, I realize it's split seconds, but to professional baseball players, that's a lot of time. To those guys that are trained to be professionals in that, that's a lot of time. And I bet Carlos Correa doesn't feel like it was a lot of time. I bet he wasn't even really that upset until Joe Kelly started running his mouth at him. I bet nothing would have ever happened if Joe Kelly walks off. Nothing happens. No, no, no conversation. But Joe Kelly, I blame Joe Kelly for his antics after the pitch, not necessarily the pitches themselves. Yeah. And, and those, those actions after, the, after he struck him out should have and probably did uh, enter into the suspension as well. 100%. That's the reason he got – I'll tell you, I guarantee that's the reason he got suspended. If he walks off, if he throws over his head twice and then strikes him out and then walks off and just goes into the next inning, I can almost – I can't guarantee it, but I bet nothing ever come, – nothing comes of it. It's just another episode where somebody was throwing around – was throwing around the, the Astros, you know what I mean, and, and sending messages or whatever you want to call them. But – so Joe Kelly should have never done that stupid crap afterwards. That's what that was the dumb part. And that's what got the team to start coming out of the dugouts. And uh, and then Dave Roberts, who by the way got suspended for a game too. So thank you, Joe Kelly. Um, yeah. For and I don't mean I mean you know you get your manager suspended. That's another thing on top. Another reason that I think he's yeah. an idiot. But anyway, your um, manager got suspended. He still gets paid. He still gets. Uh, he still makes the. He still makes the lineup. He still uh, decides who's starting the game. He still has a giant book that he made that tells every single little thing that could happen in a game and what he would do and give that to us to a bench coach to do it. He manages the. Okay, poor. He gets to sit in the locker room and watch a game. You don't you don't kick your you don't kick your manager off the bench to me. But anyway, so but the the thing is, so Dave Roberts says that he was on the phone with uh, with Major League Baseball with the office, whoever he talked to, um, and said that they were uh, they were very unhappy that they did not practice the social distancing protocols when that happened. <laughs> so, that, so the league's not happy about that. You, you, can't, you can't throw at people because that starts fights, and that's the problem we have. You can't problem social distance is, when you're fighting. If you're, if you're not social distancing, then I feel like maybe Joe Kelly should have got another eight games just for in, – in that's like enticing a panic. Or what is it? Inciting a riot or whatever that is. I mean, that's like, it's like going, hey, whoa, we are all way too close, but I am really mad at you. Joe Kelly wouldn't have done that. There you go. It's inciting a COVID outbreak. Which, which has which happened with the with the Marlins with which happened with the Miami Marlins? Yes, tell me about the Marlins because I did I still don't know the exact number of players that have it. One point in time it was six and then nine. What are we up? What's our count up to today? Well, the counter is. Let me check the counter. I got <laughs> I got one on the I got one on the wall. Oh, one on the wall. Eighteen now. It's up to oh. eighteen. 
So 16 players have tested positive for COVID-19, 16 Marlins, and two coaches. Total of 18 players on their, you know, traveling party. You can test positive. I found out the other day. You can test positive for the coronavirus for up to three months. Three months you can test positive. You could get a negative and then a positive too. Like it may be just back and forth because it's basically like it's not super bad in you and it's not spreading or anything. It's like almost like dead corona cells, but they're still getting wiped off on the tissue that they stick in your nose. That is totally not a doctor's way of speaking what really is going on, but that's the way that I see it. But three months, these dudes may never – like the Marlins might as well just quit. I mean, they're, they, they might as well quit anyway because they suck, but they might as well just quit this season, just give up. Well, it sounds like that's kind of rare because so many players that we've seen in sure, that's baseball, and, baseball and basketball have tested positive for the coronavirus – and guys are in the bubble right now that had the coronavirus two or three weeks ago. Right. Because they, they had it, they tested positive, they quarantined, they, got te- they tested uh, negative twice, and they, they went back in. So, I'm just telling you, it's possible. Oh, I hear you. There are instances of it happening, and anything could happen with these guys, and I feel terrible for the Marlins. I feel bad for Marlins fans because there will not be Marlins baseball for the rest of the year. I just, I'm just telling you right now. The, well, for now, they, they suspended their games through Sunday. So they're, they're planning on trying to come back and start playing again on Monday. Now, so their, their next couple series were, were canceled, postponed, I guess. They're going to try to make these games up at the end of the year. But that means that – so they were playing the Phillies when they found this out. So now the Phillies are done for, for a few days as well. I think they're, they're waiting through the end of the weekend as well. Um, None of the Phillies have tested positive. That's, so that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but almost every day for like almost a week now, we've had another Marlin or two or three testing positive. So, but that also means – so because the, the teams that they were supposed to play in the next series, so the Blue Jays, Yankees, Phillies, Marlins, all those teams' schedules are all out of whack now. So – in an already really strange schedule, now the whole National League and American League East are all over the place now. How long you give it before baseball hangs it up for the season? How I'll long tell you, Buster only, Buster only said 0% chance they finish. He said 5% chance to start, 0% to, to finish, and everybody laughed at him. And look at Buster now. He's having a blast with this. No, I – you know, they still might be able to control it. Um, they, they're – now they're on the Marlins are now being tested every single day. So apparently, so I thought everybody was being tested every day. That's not the case because the Marlins are just now being tested every day until everybody. So how often were they being tested before? Any idea? I don't know. But the, the article that I read said that they're now, the Marlins are now being tested every day, which just leads me to believe that everybody's not being tested every day. So, um, they basically are giving them a week to build another roster, basically. So they have the taxi teams or whatever, the taxi roster that, that they have. So they've got to bring these guys up from wherever in, wherever in Florida they were, the, the uh, equivalent to Prasco Park in Florida. Right. Uh, right. Uh, so they, they got to bring some other people on. 
and they're going to have an even – they already had a triple-A team. Now they're going to have a double-A team. Oh, God. Playing the rest of the year. So I, I kind of wish the Reds were playing the Marlins later in the year. So that – I'd take the Reds playing the Marlins right now. They can't catch a break to save their daggone – not catch a break. I take that back. Their bullpen sucks. It has nothing to do with catching breaks. Their bullpen's terrible right now. Nine to nothing. Sonny Gray goes six and a third or six six innings or something. One hit, no runs. What does David Bell do? I'll just pull him. Why is Trevor Bauer the only one that gets to pitch more than six innings? Why is that? Your bullpen is terrible. Stop. He David might be Bell. afraid of Trevor Bauer. Bell. Don't blame him. You know, I wouldn't either. Mr. Bell, your bullpen is terrible. They've proven they're terrible for a week now. They won today. They were up nine to nothing. They won 12 to seven. So your bullpen's terrible. This is uh, what do they call those? Uh, community service announcement. All right. <laughs> Stop. Let Castillo pitch. Let Bauer pitch. Let Gray pitch. Seven, eight. Oh, crazy. Maybe even a complete game here and there. Let's let them go. When they've given up one hit and zero runs through six, I, I feel like we might be okay to let them go another round, huh? Give them another go there, bud. Haven't been doing too bad. Why fix something that's not broke? That's what I always say. Let them go. Mr. Bell, if you're listening, that's all we want. Maybe your bullpen will get better down the road. But let's give them a chance to get better, and let's give our team a chance to win. It's 60 games. You have to adapt in a 60-game schedule in this. You have got to adapt. Anyway, sorry, we didn't want to talk about the Reds. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, the Astros are, uh, are, are going to have to go up there to the plate in fear all the time, and the Marlins are uh, not even going to get the bat because nope. everybody's nope. got COVID-19. Um, but I'll tell you what, Chris, you know who, you know who doesn't have COVID-19? Tell Every me. single person in the bubble, the NBA bubble. So for two straight weeks now, it's like 340 or 380 people in the NBA bubble have all tested negative. They have zero positives. Nice. NBA bubble. Nice. That is good to hear. Now, more, more worrisome for everybody else. All these other sports are getting knocked down for not doing bubbles and not doing this stuff. I realize it's hard to do, and it's easier for the NBA because it's not all of their teams, and you you know there's there's a little different deal to it. It's not for a very it's not for as long of an extended season. It's just for the playoffs. So, right. you know, I, baseball and the NFL get a little tough love for those kind of reasons. However, it works. It's obviously working. Yeah, yep, they're doing a great job with it, and um, so. But people are leaving. There have still been some players that, that leave, but there is – Don Williamson had some issues, and other people have had issues where they had to go home for family things. Yeah, sure. And then they come back, and they have to quarantine. First of all, they have to get tested before they leave to come back. And then when they get back, before they actually go into the bubble, they have to, from what I understand, quarantine. And then – or maybe they go into their room only – Stay there, quarantine, get tested. I think you still have to pass twice. You have to get two two negatives twice, uh, and stay for. I thought it was like four days, but I think I think it, it must be two. like ten. Oh, is it two? See, that's the I thing. Think so they had quarantine for two days for forty eight hours from the time they take their test. 
and they have to get two negatives in that 48 hours and then they can go back. So I've been a little confused about that. So I, I did hear that. I've also, I thought I heard four days as well. Now I'm hearing, so Lou Williams, let's talk about Lou Williams. All right. So this is going to be our inside the bubble segment. Let's go. Let's talk about Lou Williams inside the bubble. Blue, blue, blue. Uh, Lou Williams had to leave, unfortunately, for a funeral for a family member, all right? Uh, um, so totally understandable. I commend him for, for taking care of what's more important. Um, so he did that while he was out. Wasn't super smart with his social media, I don't think. So I think that's where the uh, whoever is keeping track of all this stuff for the NBA <laughs> noticed that, oh, Lou Williams stopped by uh, an establishment, a gentleman's establishment for gentlemen. I thought, those I thought those weren't even open. I thought you couldn't go into any of those. I, uh, you know what? Maybe they're not offering all of their services, but they are serving food. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, Lou Williams is a professional basketball player, and he's taking pictures of chicken wings in a strip club during the middle of the coronavirus. First off, you're a professional basketball player. If you're going to a strip club that serves food, big boy, you might might well find a little bit nicer place. All right? I feel like strip club and food have got to be the two things that should never go together. And wings. Like, man, I got my saucy old wing hands, and you're going to try to come up and, does it look like I want to dance? I am eating chicken right now. Get away from me, woman. I came yeah. here for the wings. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Yeah, I would be I would be very skeptical of food at a place like that for sure. Yeah. Um, there are so many places that serve wings and some that serve pretty good wings. You know what? Go to Hooters, man. Get some Hooters takeout or something like that. But if you like the wings that much, just get takeout. Just get just get takeout. And I think pull up I, with I, your car. That's some what girl, like a string bikini comes out and whatever and gives you food and there you go. Yeah, I, I'm not going to a plit to any place like I don't even go to Hooters anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> because their their service was so bad, it didn't matter how much I liked the food. And their wings got smaller and smaller yeah, and smaller. Yeah, yeah. And their food got worse, right. So anyway, um, but Lou Williams did, he made that mistake. Whether he stayed there or just got the takeout wings, I think that may be what he did. Um, but either way, he went into a place and they're like, wait a minute. You can't just be going into just any old place. Now you got so they're they're making him stay. It's it's a ten day, a ten day quarantine. Well, you know, you can go into Kroger's right, and it's pretty easy to stay away from people. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can even go into restaurants, and it's it, you can be easy enough to stay away from people if you really want to. But if you go to a gentleman's club, pretty sure the whole point of it is to be directly on top of other people. <laughs> yeah, so like if that's the place they caught him at, uh, yeah, they're probably going to be like, bro, come on. Yeah, <laughs> 10 days for you, bud. 10 days for you. I hope you brought one back with you to give you, some, give you somebody to talk to during <laughs> your 10 days in your room while you're by yourself in a hotel room. Have fun. To talk to. That's good. Um, but yet, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, poor decision on Lou Williams' part. But you know what? Would it have been if he did go in and just pick up food and leave? 
would it have been the same? Would he have gotten the same quarantine restriction if he went into, like Tracy McGrady said, Wingstop or some one of those other places? Because um, that's the other thing. That's why I'm confused about this thing because Tracy McGrady said it doesn't matter. He would have had to do the, He would have had to do a 10 day quarantine anyway when he came back. So I don't know if it's because they knew he was in another public place besides where he was just going to, like if he, if he would have gone just to the funeral and straight back and not anywhere else, if that would have made a difference, I don't know. It's just kind of a funny story. He's going to, obviously he's going to miss. That's part of the problem is he's going to miss the first few games here. Um, I got to know what's in, I got to know what's up with these wings. What is so good about these wings that you went, to a gentleman's club to get food. Yeah. Food. I, I, I think I saw a picture and they didn't look bad, but they I don't look care. special. I mean, I, to me, wings aren't special anyway. I don't, I don't, I love I wings. I, are wings. Love, I mean, it's, yeah, I love, there's certain wings that are, that are a little bit better than others. I, yeah. I agree with that. Maybe they got some, like, maybe they like, maybe they smoke them and then bake them or something and some kind of crazy, rubs on them and whew, ah, mm, that's not yeah, really yeah. good now i'm hungry but i'm not going there to find food you right you're not going there to find food apparently Willie williams is i don't know i don't know i'm not i know that <laughs> so anyway that was kind of the big story about the nba bubble you know there's a lot of other stuff going on and um, but apparently they are doing a good job. There's all kinds of pictures of guys walking around in masks and uh, that kind of stuff. They've got they they've got separate rooms for everybody's food and all that kind of stuff. I saw an interview with Danny Green yesterday, and he was talking about all that stuff. And you know, he's like, you are seeing like you are seeing the guys from all the other teams way more than you normally would. So, but they do have things separated for teams. Number one, to try to control how much you are around everybody else, how many other people you're around. And also to kind of keep that competitive spirit alive a little bit. Like yeah. if you're just hanging out, if your arms around, you know, if you're walking down the, the hallway with your arm around, you know, Lou Williams and LeBron James are walking together hand in hand. They're on two separate teams. They're, you know, they're yeah. they can be hanging out like that all the time. So, so anyway, yeah. um, but they, apparently everybody's doing fine there. Um, so, but games, game, the big thing is games are coming back starting tomorrow. Wednesday night, doing the podcast Wednesday night. They're starting in less than 24 hours. Uh, so we, we, I think made our picks when the season started back in October. Um, are you still feeling good about your picks? Who do, who do you like? I think I, I think I took, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I just, I was going to say, let's just start over, make our picks from right now because given you know you know so you I think you may have, may have picked the Lakers you were just about to say that um but they are without Avery Bradley now Avery Bradley's not on the team now uh Rajon Rondo has a broken hand he's going to be out for most of the time you know yeah. it, it's is Anthony Davis still playing for them I'm sorry is Anthony Davis still playing for him he is apparently going to be playing tomorrow what about uh LeBron James is he playing <laughs> LeBron see where you're going LeBron James is going to be playing, from what I understand, yes. Yeah, I'm good. I'll stick with the Lakers. Stick with the Lakers? Yeah, I'll stick with the Lakers. All right. Uh, also, you didn't ask, but Alex, Alex Caruso is also uh, still playing for the Lakers. So, 
Well, then, uh, then I feel like they're unstoppable. Sticking with the Lakers. Good. Yep. Um, <laughs> okay. So you got the Lakers and in the East, knowing what you know now, you have. It's a good, what, what do I know now? <laughs> knowing what I know now. I think I, I originally took uh, the Pistons. I think I took Detroit. You took Philadelphia. Uh, who did I say? Detroit Pistons? No, I took the Philadelphia 76ers. You're right. If I would have took the Detroit Pistons, I'd have probably been bad. Are they even in this thing? <laughs> They're not there. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm. you know what? Forget it. I'm sticking with it. I'm not changing, man. I'm not changing. I'm sticking with it. Really? Let's go. Yeah. Hey, Ben Simmons has hit a couple threes in some of these exhibition games. <laughs> I'm totally down. Ben Simmons only shoots threes in exhibition games. Uh, but he's still he, he's still a very very valuable piece of that team, and so is Joel Embiid and uh, Tobias Harris and, and these guys that they're they're a good team. They're they're there. You can talk about Toronto. You can talk about Boston. Um, but I'm I'm going with Milwaukee. I'm pretty sure I picked Milwaukee at the beginning of the season. Um, I would love to see them win the championship, man. I I just because they're they're the best defensive team in the league. So. Um, I would love to see the best defense and rebounding team. And I, 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 I want to just, I just want to be able to say defense and rebounding wins games because coaches like to say that. So for me, it'd be nice to see, it'd be nice to see a little smaller market yes. uh, uh, push forward with Antetokounmpo, maybe, maybe find a way to keep him there and keep them in a playoff run kind of a deal, you know, like Dallas kind of did with Dirk there for a few years get a decent little run, maybe get a couple of championships that you're never going to get again, probably. Although now they've got – Dallas has Chris Depps, Porzingis, and uh, Luka Doncic. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they've got at least one absolute superstar and one guy who was on his way to being a superstar before his injuries and may still be there. Yeah, and Toronto did the same thing you are talking about last year, too. You're exactly thing. right. Yep. It's fun to right. see that kind of stuff, man. It may, it's, yeah. it's fun to watch those things. It is. So I would like to see for that reason also, and because Giannis Antetokounmpo is so fun to watch because, yeah. because I, I, I know I've said this before in this podcast, but all of us 5'9 guys uh, say, you know, if I was 6'11 or whatever or 7 feet tall, I would just dunk every single time. Yep. Most people are like, okay, it's easy to say. You, you're, you can't just do that. Well, Giannis Antetokounmpo does that. <laughs> He does. He's the only guy, but yes. he does that. Yes, he does. Uh, so anyway, anyway, one he, I know that was ever like that was Shaq, right? Yeah. I mean, did Shaq ever do anything besides dunk? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and, and it's a good thing he can do that because he's, he's his shot's getting better, but it's still not there. Not uh, pretty. But anyway, but they still do shoot the three pretty well. Um, Brooke Lopez turned himself into a fantastic three-point shooter. and Weird. Um, so they can shoot it and they can re- they rebound and they play defense like crazy. So I would love to see them at least get in there, whether it's the Lakers or the Clippers. I said I think I said the Clippers at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to stick with them. Uh, so I'm saying Milwaukee and the Clippers, and uh, you know what? I, I, I it's a toss up. I I think the I would probably put my money on the Clippers, and I would probably root for Milwaukee. There you go. I like it. So we've got two, four totally different teams. Yeah, oh, man, that sets up. There's, there's good chances. There's good chances somebody gets one of those right. 
That's right. There's good, there's good space here for a bet. Maybe we'll think about that going into the next podcast. We've got a two-minute comedy segment bet going on the uh, going on Major League Baseball, but I got a feeling we might have to drag it into the NBA because Major League Baseball is not going to finish. That's true. You're right about that. Well, okay, so <clears throat> we're talking about all these different sports and how you can whether you can social distance, whether they are doing that. Uh, whether you can wear masks or whether they are doing that. Chris, a sport that you cannot social distance or wear a mask, boxing. Uh, you probably could wear a mask, but, but yeah, I, you, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty excited. We've got, some, we've got kind of a big fight. I mean, it's an exhibition fight. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be McGregor-Mayweather you know, kind of hype. I feel like it's going to get some big hype like that. Yeah. Although this is two professional boxers. Former professional boxers, retired, all-time greats. Two retired, literal, all-time Hall of Famers. Yes. In their 50s, who were in different weight classes when they were in their, when they were in their prime, but apparently are in the same weight class now. Because – Everybody gains weight when they get older, especially after you retire from a sport. And so I'm sure that happened with Roy Jones Jr. And it happened with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson got pretty big. And Mike Tyson now, in the last, yeah, the last few months, he slimmed down and got muscular again. And he looks, he looks amazing right now. Mike Tyson looks fantastic. All these videos coming out of him training, hitting mitts, um, hit, hitting bags. He looks really yeah. good for 55, 56, yeah. whatever he is. I think he's 53 years old, and I think Roy Jones Jr. is 51. Okay. So these guys aren't even as old as I thought, man. That's, you know, George Foreman fought till he's like 89. Sorry, um, he's 54. He's 54. Mike Tyson's 54. Roy Jones Jr. is 51. Okay. Okay. Still, uh, <clears throat> we, we've, seen guys, we've seen boxers come out of retirement late. Like in their fifties, it's Roy happened before. Jr., his last fight was in February two thousand eighteen. So you would think. That being said, Tyson's last fight in two thousand five. Roy Jones Jr. might have the upper hand here, but he's talking about a man. He's he's messing with a madman right now, dude. Yep, yep, he is. Uh, Tyson looks amazing. I have not seen any training videos or anything of Roy Jones Jr. yet. I'm sure he's going to take this, and he's already said that. He said, I'm taking this thing super serious because I'm, I'm dealing with an animal here. He's like, yeah. he, he knows what he's getting into with Mike Tyson, and he knows, I'm sure he's seeing the same videos we're seeing of Tyson looking like that old bulldog like he was when oh, he was yeah. a champ. Um, so anyway, it, it's, it, it's interesting. It, it is uh, definitely, like you said, it's an exhibition. They're even talking about maybe – wearing headgear um which which would be a little different but you know if these guys decide look you know we're gonna be we're gonna go all out here let's make sure we're not you know concussing each other when we're in our 50s and it, and it takes a bigger toll yeah um, you know there's a chance that that might come into play but i have a feeling uh, apparently it's all it's totally up to them it has nothing to do with the athletic commission the athletic commission already said no headgear, 12-ounce gloves. Um, you know, they're, they're doing the whole – the normal thing. Yeah. But if those guys want to add it, they can add it. They can add the headgear. 
Um, so so I, I, let me say it like this, Chris. Swipe left, swipe right. Are you buying? I think apparently it's going to be like 50 bucks, which is cheaper than, than the big prize fights. Yep. Uh, but 50 bucks, are you buying the Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson exhibition fight? 100% swipe right. I want this. I want this more than Connor and Floyd because I thought that was a joke. Two totally different types of styles of fighting. I mean, Connor had – I feel like if Mayweather really wanted to beat McGregor up, he could have beat him up pretty good. But he played around with him, and he called the round he would win in and all that stuff. So he obviously was – you know, I, and, and I'm sure it was still a good fight, kind of, you know, because if you're going to let somebody hang around, you got to let them – you're going to, you know, put your guard down here and there. But anyway, this is two boxers. This is two former the best of their best of the best when they were fighting. This is this is the craziest man in boxing we've ever seen. And boxing is filled with crazy people. And fighting one of the greatest champs that we've ever had in Roy Jones Jr. So yes, I'm buying this because I think this is gonna be an actual good fight. I think I think boxing. You know, Tyson Fury's kind of brought it up. We've, we've talked about how the the um, heavyweight class has gotten a little bit better over the past few years, and, and it's been watchable. There's been some good fights. And uh, when the heavyweight class is going big, then boxing will be big. And you get the greatest heavyweight champion to ever step foot in a ring for a period of time. Maybe not the greatest ever. That's obviously debatable. But um, – and you get him to come back at the age of 54 and fight a 51-year-old champ, and not of them, neither of them be out of shape and fat and flabby and just trying to make some money, this is legit. This is total legit. This is going to be a real boxing match. I want this more than anything. I want Mike Tyson to knock somebody out one more time. And I, Roy Jones Jr., I think, has the upper hand in it. But Mike Tyson, that right hand – that that uppercut can sneak in at any moment in time. Yeah. Now it, it is it's a real fight, but it is an exhibition. They're they're going eight rounds. Um, so well, they're fifty four and fifty one. Yeah, eight rounds is gonna be a lot. I, I was gonna say it, after two rounds, it might it might be just about done. Those yeah, might be a lot of hugging. Probably, but... A lot of hugging. A lot of Corona getting spread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting to me too. I'm, I'm definitely interested in it. I think I'm going to be a game time decision as far as uh, deciding whether I'm going to, whether I'm going to buy it or not. Um, but, uh, I, I'm interested and I'm also interested in the undercard, which is still being formed now, but, uh, apparently there's going to be some boxers versus MMA fighters, yep. um, things like that. So it'll be, and, and you know, I, I actually heard a rumor that Nate Robinson, former NBA player, Nate Robinson. I don't believe that's a rumor. I'm pretty sure that's real. Is that real? He's fighting some, I forget who it was, but he's apparently fighting somebody, you know, maybe he trains boxing. Maybe he goes to classes like I used to or something, but uh, it, it, you know, either way, he's a, he's Jake a Paul. Man. He's fighting Jake Paul. Who's a YouTuber that all the oh, kids do who has become a boxer and has had a couple boxing matches as well. And he's a YouTuber who, and he boxed some other YouTuber from somewhere. I don't know. Uh, I do remember seeing some of that on the old chat snap one day, but uh, I hope Nate Robinson beats the brakes off of that little dude. 
because that dude's one of the most annoying people that I've ever seen in my life. I, I don't know anything about that guy, but I'm going to root for Nate Robinson just because I always liked him anyway and because he's the only basketball player in this thing. I, I'm pretty sure it was – I don't know which one's the older one. The older – if this is the older brother or the younger brother, there's there's two of these Paul boys. And the younger one, when all the riots started going on, he was he – was, they caught him on camera like in a mall videoing people looting it and people were giving him stuff and he was taking – like he's one of the most famous YouTubers on YouTube right now and he's do something stupid like that. I'm that I could care less what happens to this kid. He's an idiot. I hope uh, Nate Robinson annihilates him. <laughs> Me too. Now, uh, if this is the older brother, then uh, maybe I don't feel that way. Oh, <laughs> is the older brother a good guy? I don't know. There's another I don't know if he's a good guy, but he's not that bad. So Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's it's uh, that's gonna be interesting. Um you have that pulled up right now. I forget what is it in September or something or uh let's see uh when is when is the tyson uh roy jones jr uh, fight date right so the actual date is uh let's see the date that they are saying is september 12th september 12th okay yes Yes, yes, yes. That I is the my, I believe that's my parents' wedding anniversary, if I remember correctly. Hey, what better way to celebrate? Yeah. What, what year did they get married? 1980. Oh, Tyson was not a professional fighter yet. I don't think he became a professional until 85, 86. But what year was he in the Olympics? 88? I want to say around then. I want to say around 84. 86. Maybe what? 84. Maybe 84. 84 or 88, maybe. Because yeah, he was yeah. already. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Either way, uh, either way, that could be a nice way to celebrate. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Man, so, this is their 40th, 40th wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 2000. You know what that means. You guys know what that means out there. Adam Schmidt is knocking on 40's door, baby, because he was born not long after. And yeah. uh, he is the eldest of the Schmidt clan. Adam's knocking on 40's door November. Is that right? January. January. I never remember your birthday. Is January 9th January. or something? 19th? January 19th. Yeah, Santa, there's a nine in there. At least I got that part right. <laughs> I feel like I talked my way through that before you said anything. I feel like I kind of know where it was. You did. So let's, uh, we'll do the math. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's. I'm sure. I'm sure that works. I'm sure, you're just <laughs> premature a little bit. <laughs> yep, I'll be 39 this uh, this January, so I am. I'm getting there. Oh, you're 39. I thought you were going to be 40 in January. Oh, nope. I was going to make a. I was trying to make a funny joke. 39 this January, but you're still right. I'm still knocking on the door at 40. So, it's mm. uh, rough. Anyway, Tyson Roy Jones Jr. I'm excited about this. I keep, as we're talking, I'm looking at type Mike. I can't stop Mike Tyson. Like when Mike Tyson comes on TV, if a special is on about him, if a picture comes across my phone, I'm stuck. I am. He is. He enamors me in ways. I can't even tell you that dude's whole mentality, 
life. I went to when he did his little traveling road show, mm-hmm. you know, his little one man show he did where he kind of just talked about his life and had a slideshow going in the background. Yeah. I went to that. You went to that? Yeah, at uh, at the Argosy Casino or whatever that is. I think I it was at Argosy. Yeah, me and my dad went. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. He he is man, and all the trouble, all the all the mental stuff he had going on back in the nineties, eighties, and nineties um, was crazy. And yeah. he was he got in a lot of trouble. He did a lot of drugs and got he did. He was not a good guy. He was not a good person. And, but he has done a 180, man. I, I've, he's done a lot of interviews in recent years. And especially, I think it was just about a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, which is a three hour podcast usually. So he was on there for about that long. Yeah. And I mean, he is like a totally different guy. Now he's not like a, normal totally normal like regular guy that you you know that me and you know or that like would be in our family or something like that but he's more normal than a guy that bites somebody's ear off yes and he's talked about like he can he can coherently talk about who he was back then and that he does not like the person he was and he didn't like it then and he he made these changes and you know he went to he was in jail for a while for you know hitting robin gibbons or uh you know whatever I remember did he was it was he in there for rape I, I think maybe too I think he might have I don't been know there for I think so probably, I don't know he, um, he, but anyway he was in there for, for a while yeah and that's I, apparently that's what he needed because he found he found got he found Allah I guess <laughs> and uh and he um so he became a better guy but but I heard recently in the last couple because he was like I'm never gonna fight again I don't like that part of me I don't all yeah. that and then again, here just in the past year or so, he's been hitting on the old ganja a little bit more. And uh, something, he like went to some other world and they're like, dude, it's okay. It's okay. Be yourself. If you beat people up, you beat people up. So he decided I'm going to go get myself back in shape. And now he's beating people up again. Uh, again, he goes from finding Allah and saying, I would never hurt a fly. I'm all about peace, love, and happiness. And then he smokes enough ganja to have a vision of beating somebody up. Now he's back to beating key people up again. I love this man. I love everything about him. <laughs> it's hard to erase uh, the Mike Tyson that I knew from the from the nineties because sure. he was so awful. I mean, he was like, I still I love people. People still post all the time these videos of his knockouts and of his fights that lasted less than a round. Um, Walk, he just walked out and hit a guy one time and knocked him out. It was like yeah. a four-second knockout. Yeah. And, and those are so fun to watch. So fun to watch. Yeah. But um, – It used to be people stopped – people – they were getting less people buying his, his pay-per-views because they felt like they weren't getting their money's worth because the, the, if you weren't there for the start of the fight, mm-hmm. you were going to miss the fight. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and so – so it's hard for me to just be like, okay, he's now, but like I said, he has changed his life. He has. And I, and I, I, I've heard him enough. I've heard him speak about it enough to where I, I, I don't think when I, when he first started saying that stuff, I'm like, no, I don't believe it. Sorry. I just, I don't, I don't believe you made that kind of change. And, but it's been so long and he's been, he's still been in the public eye. He's doing, 
He's got this show on Adult Swim that's going on like five years now or something like that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It's an animated it's an animated show on Adult Swim, um, where his best friend is a pigeon and all this kind of. But anyway, oh, I did hear about I did hear about that because he always he raised pigeons in Brooklyn and all that stuff. Yeah. So right. the other thing is his little voice. That, that's the other thing that I love about it. Like that to have this crazy man and not be able to talk right. Well, he can talk right, but. He's got a little lisp, and it's kind of a little bit high-pitched, and you see that dude, and then that comes out, and it's one of those things where you're like, I'm enamored by this man. I just yeah. I love every love every bit of it. Yep. Tom, Tom Segura made him re-famous again, too, with his whole uh, – with his bit about meeting Tyson on the plane and all yep. that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. Um, so my favorite – my real quick, favorite Mike Tyson story. Yeah. Mike Tyson is on the – uh, Mike and Mike in the morning when Golick and Greenberg were doing it. Okay. And he was promoting his little one man show and how he, you know, the whole thing is like you said, he found God and he's, he would never hurt a fly and he's the nicest person in the world. And the whole time he's doing the interview, he's whispering. So he's high pitch whispering with a lisp. Scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like the whole time he's talking and, and Greenberg starts whispering because he doesn't know what's going on. Right. Like it's weird. So you just come down to the tone and he goes, Mike, is everything good? You seem to be whispering. Did we get you at a bad time? He goes, I just put the kid to sleep and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make sure that the baby doesn't wake up. And it was like, my, they, they hung up the phone and Mike Greenberg goes, I've never been more scared in my life. I thought that if I accidentally woke up his baby, he might, I felt like he was going to come through the phone and strangle me and kill me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good. Yeah. He, he's, his voice has been, uh, obviously like the biggest identifier of him. Oh, without a doubt. I, I remember Jamie Foxx doing Mike Tyson on in living color. Yep. Doing that, doing that voice. Yep. Uh, even after he went to jail, they were doing, they were doing skits yep. about that. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's very cool to see that Mike Tyson has made a change in his life and he is now going to, like you said, he's, he's getting back into fighting. He's, he feels like, okay, I can punch people now, but I can do it as a person that can be respectful of everybody else before and after the fight. He can control himself. Yeah. yeah. When you fight somebody's ear off, you're kind of out of control. Yeah, he's not going to talk about eating anybody's children or anything like that in any of the press conferences right. or any of that. So. Right. Um, that's an exciting thing. And uh, I don't know, man, the, the last thing uh, that I have tonight is our comedy special. You ready to, to get into that? Let's do it, man. We, we both talked uh, about, which I thought her name was like Erliza Carlson. Is it Carlson? Carlson, yes. Carlson. I thought, of, but when they announced her, I had to listen to it three times because it's just Ursula. Yeah. Ursula. That's all it is. Ursula, I guess. Yeah. I was we'll like Urzila or Erli. I don't know, but it's Ursula. Yeah. Ursula Cameron. She, uh, so I'm just going to tell you, so I don't think either of us finished it, but before I go any further, I got 15 minutes left in this thing. The only reason I didn't finish it is because I started it so late. So did I. And I 100% will finish this. She is hilarious. I, it, your prototype, one of my favorite things about comedy is making fun of yourself. And this woman has so much fun with her petite, uh, her petite parts and, and, and the cups and, oh my gosh, the, the stuff where 
there's a lot of funny stuff in this whole thing. I laughed hard this whole time. I mean, it, the whole time I've been watching, I was laughing. I was laughing. You were a little late coming on. The Zoom call was already going. I was watching part of it, just laughing over here. You probably hear me laughing through your computer. I did. I was. I was. Yeah, no, I figured you could. I was having a good. I had a good time. I would watch this chick a million times. She's she sets her jokes up real well. They're great stories. She doesn't move around. She's not crazy. She's just sitting out there telling you stuff and then throws some little funny punchlines in, and the stories are great, and she's always got a little side thing going. Oh, my gosh, she was perfect. It was great, and she's Australian. So the accent just makes everything better. I had to turn the subtitles on because I didn't know half the stuff she was saying, but I loved it. Yeah, that was uh, that was part of the, the issue for me. I did not turn the subtitles on, and I, I there were some things that kind of I was like, I, was, I had to concentrate hard on it. And I was, yeah. I was also trying to look up some stuff for some of the other things we talked about. And, uh, yeah, believe it or not, as, as much trouble as I have talking through things, I actually look stuff up beforehand. <laughs> and that's how, that's how bad at speaking I am. Very intelligent. <laughs> no. Uh, but I, I, so I was trying to do that. But I, I realized, though, as I started doing that, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm not catching a lot of this stuff. I've got to really concentrate on what she's saying yeah. here. Because of that accent. It's hard. And they, they say words, they use different words than we do for same things that, you know, for things we wouldn't use. So I got a question for you. Yeah. Did you pause it and look up moon cups? I, dude, I came so close. And I, I immediately did. I said, what is this? <laughs> so should I look it up or not? Uh, you heard what she said it was, right? Uh, see, I did, like, that was part of, like, I got the first, she said moon cups. And I'm like, what? Did I, I figured I didn't hear it right, or it was one of those things that was another term, word for something else. Um, so I, I wasn't sure. So I was like, I didn't look it up, but I'm like, I, I might have to. Might okay, have to well, he ended up explaining it uh, in it. So please I go. Still didn't get it there. All right. Well, I'll, you want me to? I can tell you what it is. It's pretty funny. I would. I mean, I can look it up if it's. You can look it up. So basically, uh, instead of using you know, a pad or, or any other kind of thing to, uh, to stop your, your cycle as a woman, you oh, just stick man. a cup up there to catch the whole thing. Just like a cup, just like a, it's literally just a cup. Oh, okay. I, okay. I see it now. Oh, there it is. That really is really just a cup. Didn't know those existed. <laughs> Neither did I until this chicken. It was hilarious. I was Tell you what, Chris. I really enjoy being a guy. I, me too. Really I, happy about that. I feel bad for every woman and all the things that they have to go through. And I won. I, I yeah. Sorry. Yep. Just sorry. That's it sucks. Those poor gals, man. Uh, okay. So, so from what I did see, I agree with you. She was funny. Um, I, I wasn't rolling on the floor laughing or anything like that, but I, I did, you know, I, I, I thought she was pretty good. Um, and I feel like if I, if I understood everything she was saying, it would be even better. It's better. Um, it's better. Turn the subtitles on it. We'll go back. You haven't finished it. Go back, start over, turn the subtitles on. Yeah. I know. I know it sucks to do that. Pay attention. When you, when you hear something, you don't know what she said, just look down real quick and then kick back up. Yeah. I usually I don't like titles because I end up just reading the whole time. 
And I want to, so I force myself to listen until I don't understand something, take a quick glance, catch the word. Oh, okay. That's what they said. And they come back up, but definitely 100% turn the subtitles on, watch this, listen to it. She's, I gave it, I'm giving it a 4.1. Wow. I liked wow. it a lot. I liked it a lot. Man, 4.1. That's after the uh, 3.75 you gave Hannibal Burris last week. Comfortable with that? Uh, I Like I said, man, I do these things all on the fly right off the bat. So it is what it is. I felt uncomfortable with my 3.75 after I gave it to him. So <laughs> I wanted to make it higher after I get, as, as soon as I said the numbers. So, <laughs> And then after I said 4.6, you're like, man, I should have gone. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think that they're about the same. I mean, I would jump okay. if I had the opportunity, I'd move him up a little bit higher. But I think that she, I, she was great, man. I literally, I would watch, I would look her up and go back and watch more specials from her. Yeah, she, that's what I was. I was thinking that too because this is the first time I've ever heard of her. Yeah, so, me too. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm interested in looking back. I'm sure that YouTube has plenty of stuff and you know oh, yeah. resources for everything, but. Uh, so yeah, I may need to do that. See some other sets, or you know, yeah. some other if she does spots at some of the bigger, uh, some of the bigger clubs in New York or LA. I'm sure it's on the internet. So, oh yeah, no doubt. Um, so okay, so 4.1 for you. I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna do a 3.4. Ooh. It's not terrible for you. It's just about it's a little above average. Yeah, about three point four for me. And, and you know what? I might I might want to make it higher if after I do go back and look at some of sure. their stuff, or if I, after I go back and rewatch this. Yeah. Um, so for what I saw right now, that's where I'm at. I loved it. I think it was great. I think uh, if if you guys are out there and you watch what's it called over uh, overqualified loser overqualified loser that's a that's a good funny part of the whole bit uh she talks about yeah she talks about some really funny stuff i don't want to ruin it for anybody but there's a lot of good stuff in there that's pretty funny uh so that puts us up to you man next week what are we going to uh what are we going to rate and talk about next week on the on the comedy segment are we going to go to the flicks are we going to the amazon prime what are we doing so I really badly want to do an Amazon for a new Amazon Prime one, um, okay. but the only issue is we have already done this person before, and you weren't a huge fan. So okay. I'm kind of, some I, I kind of am thinking maybe I won't do that one. I'll just watch that one on my own, and then we'll no, do another. No, one. no, no, I'm totally down. I got no problem. I, I'm, I just because one you had one. I mean, I love Jerry Seinfeld, but I gave him bad grade. I love lots of people, and I'll give them a bad grade if that special sucks. But that doesn't mean I don't like them. I, I, I think that's what happened with this. Um, let me pull up the. Let me pull up the – so it's it's Jim Gaffigan. I'll just tell you, it's Jim Gaffigan. Oh, Jim Gaffigan. Okay, yeah. I mean, eh, he's the uh, – he's the I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a big overweight – I'm an overweight dad. That's his whole spiel. Right. I, eat, I eat a lot, and I'm an overweight dad. <laughs> yeah, I'm – I mean, you know, me too. So we're one and the same. Hopefully, I think it'll be good. What's the special called? Special is called The Pale Tourist. Oh, that's awesome. 
So he I also makes fun of his pale skin all the time yeah. too. This could be fun. The pale tourist. I'm yeah. I I don't not like Jim Gaffigan. No, I just yeah. think special was very good. That's what I was gonna say. I think this was another guy that you that you probably like. Just yeah. whatever spe- whichever the special was that we watched. Yeah, you didn't love. Um, yeah. So Gaff's got a new one, the Pale Tourist, and that's what we're jumping on. Yep, it's on Amazon Prime. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you're listening to this and you want to watch it or uh, listen to it, uh, you know somebody with an Amazon Prime account, I promise. Just uh, ask them if you can use their. <laughs> can we be honest? Can we be honest? If you're listening to this, you've got an Amazon Prime account, right? I mean, 99% of the world, I think, has Amazon Prime. Yeah, probably. That's why that dude's like a something crazy. The dude got divorced, lost half his money, and he's still like one of the top 10 billionaires in, the, in Forbes magazine. That's, that's how much money the owner of Amazon has. I might marry him and then get divorced. I will marry him and become a billionaire. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Problem is, I got a feeling he's got a little better lawyers this time around. He's probably not going to lose half his stuff. You know what? I'll take 10%. Okay. I'm good with that, too. Sell out of court. Sell out of court 10%. 10%. Good to go. Toss me 10% of your, of your worth. I'm all set. We're in. That sounds good. All right. So next week, we got, we may have baseball. They may cancel it by the end of next week. Who knows? <laughs> the Marlins, the Marlins may not have a team. Uh, by the end of next week uh, but we also have the NBA starting so uh, they seem to be doing well with our corona deal and hopefully we can keep that keep that going in their bubble and uh, finish an actual sport sports season uh, which is just the, in the craziest year of our entire lives yep yep uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it man we'll have we'll have plenty to talk about next week no doubt definitely no doubt so without further ado don't forget to turn your headlights on